You are listening to Exploring Chiropractic, the student podcast for chiropractic and pre-chiropractic students. I am Nathan Cash, and your host, and this is episode 14 with New York Chiropractic College. Before we get started with this episode, I need to make a quick self-correction. In this episode, I mention a podcast interview with the president of Sherman Chiropractic College. I said that that was the Chiropractic Philanthropist podcast, which you should check out, but I was incorrect. The interview is actually on the Chiropractic Rule Breakers podcast, which is another one that would be fun to check out. These guys are doing excellent jobs interviewing tons of people in the chiropractic world. You can check them out on iTunes or on Stitcher. And a reminder that this show also is available on iTunes, Stitcher for download, and you can even watch our live recorded video interviews with the students on our YouTube channel. Search YouTube for Exploring Chiropractic. I hope you enjoyed this interview with students from the New York Chiropractic College. I'm excited to reintroduce from New York, Brendan McCann, who's joined us Hi. on the podcast before. How you doing? Nice having me again, Nathan. Good. Good. So you're now in eighth quarter, eighth try. Eighth try. That's eighth right. Try. Eighth try out of ten. So I'll, I'll graduate later this year. Oh my gosh. What? Yeah. When do you when do you graduate? What month? Uh, December fifth. December. Okay, that's when most of my group are graduating, but I've taken a split, which means I take just one more quarter to take an easier load. You're so I won't a be graduating. Man. Won't be graduating until <laughs> till, uh, March, unfortunately. Also joining us uh, to give us a bit of a fresher perspective, also from New York, is Seth. How you doing, man? I'm good. Good. Very happy to be here. Thanks for having me. You just got out of physiology? Uh, yeah, this morning it was uh, anatomy with a quick quiz, this morning at 8 a.m., and then three hours of systems physiology. Oy. That's a busy Friday. <laughs> yes, it is. It makes for uh, quite the Friday morning to wake up to. <laughs> now, you're just in second try, so you, you've you just begun. Yeah, I started, uh, so that would have been September of last year, and just started second try, so moving along and counting down the days. <laughs> So how did you choose New York? Um, for me, I actually came from an area in central Massachusetts where I grew up, and I knew four chiropractors that actually, turns out, all went here to New York Chiropractic College. Um, it was far enough away to be happy without being so far away that I could never go home. And good curriculum, good people, and again, just kind of proximity helped out for sure. Yeah. Definitely one of the more common reasons that people choose a school is proximity. Yeah. Um, and I was listening to, uh, have you guys come across the Chiropractic Philanthropist podcast? No. I actually just saw it uh, make an appearance a couple of days ago, but I, I haven't gotten into it yet. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, he is killing it. He's had over, I think by now, over 60,000 downloads, um, which dwarfs my podcast, of course. But he was recently interviewing the president of Sherman College of Chiropractic. And that that was the thing that the president was saying was, don't just pick it on location. There's so many other things to consider. But everybody picks it on location. <laughs> Normally, I'm a traveler, and I don't really – I wouldn't really care where I ended up. But in this particular case, it just worked out well. Now, would New York be the closest one to you, or are the other ones up uh, national or – uh, Northwestern, or would they be any closer to you? No, I'm definitely New York is the closest. Yeah. It's about a five-hour drive. All right. Okay. So how? I mean, how's school going? What's What's the experience been like for you so far? I absolutely love it. Um, I'm coming in having a break from undergrad, which I think was absolutely necessary. Got out, saw the real world a little bit and was able to get some working experience and really kind of culminate a lot of the things that I did through my undergrad and working to find this as the absolute best outlet for me to have. How long did you work? Uh, a couple years. Uh -huh. 
So. Yeah, I did as well. I took a job for two years, completely different field, education, technology yeah. related, which is why I do stuff like this. Um, <laughs> do you want to share what you did? Um, I was working as, um, well, I'm an EMT, and so I got a job in an MD office kind of as a medical assistant. I knew the, I knew the doctor in primary care, and in that time, I was kind of like, I love the medical field, definitely want to be here, but I also became a trainer and was working in a gym and really, really enjoyed working with um, both athletes, people who are deconditioned, and we had a physical therapy office in the gym. So I worked with a lot of post-rehabilitative uh, clients, people that were coming through and transitioning over from physical therapy to working out again and getting back to um, health in whatever respect that is for them and just trying to get them going and had a good conversation with one of the uh, chiropractors back home who's an alum here and he just said, you know, this really looks like the perfect fit for everything you do and who you are and go check it out. That's pretty awesome. So from an EMT to chiropractic, that's not a change yeah. that many people make. How do you how do you think those two complement or fit in with each other? I think I'm a huge I grew up skiing and snowboarding was a big part of ski patrol with my parents and I love I call it blood, guts, and gore, but I like acute emergency medicine as well. Huge, uh, really have, just, I, I love it. So from that, kind of helping people, but having gone through a lot of injuries and accidents myself, kind of beyond just the initial, it's the rehab process to get back to where you want to be or see a progression afterwards. Hey, I, I fell or hurt myself doing this. What can I do to get back and as fast and effectively as possible to where I want to be in life? That's awesome. I'm fascinated with that because I have a little bit of advanced training. I have a wilderness first responder certification mm -hmm. from from Knowles and the Wilderness Medicine Institute. Very nice. And I really want to get my wilderness EMT. Uh, yeah. I'm planning on doing that afterwards. Do you see yourself continuing or keeping that certification up and being a chiropractic EMT? Absolutely. I am basically, I took right before I came to school, I took the, I was TAing with an EMT course. So I was actually teaching as well. And I basically just need one letter from my MD to go to the state of Massachusetts. And I'll actually be a certified instructor coordinator for EMT basic classes. So That is pretty cool. Very cool. All right. So def definitely something I'll stick with. Yeah. That gives me a little more... Uh... Uh, confidence to go ahead and do what I was planning on doing. So thank Absolutely. You. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, Brendan, you're in clinic now, right? Yes, I am. Actually, that's why I'm still in, in clinic attire here. Um, uh, my roommate and I just got back from our shift in clinic today. I'm headed in later today. Uh, I start nice. about 2.30 and have a few hours. How has that been different than your regular classes? Um, <laughs> I've been telling people clinic is wonderful. Um, the the difference from our seventh trimester to our eighth trimester is pretty dramatic, um, where we go from having a full course load, um, including uh, uh, preclinical and clinical sciences, um, and moving now into uh, all practical, um, all of our time being put into into practical experience, um, and then we have additional classes that we do. Um, you know, mornings and evenings and downtime um, online. Um, our clinic that I'm at is actually a few hours away from campus. Um, New York Chiropractic College has uh, four clinics uh, on Long Island, at the campus in Seneca Falls, uh, here in Rochester, New York, and then out west in Buffalo, New York. Um, so, so you're not living on campus anymore? Right, right. Okay. I actually just moved out here to Rochester. Um, you kind of mentioned, so you said that seventh quarter to eighth is a big difference. Do you com just completely switch from academic to clinic, or is there a gradual change? Um, the, so it's actually, it's a pretty, it's a pretty, uh, abrupt switch. Um, seventh trimester, um, does include six hours per week in clinic. Um, so, which is, um, I, my clinician actually put it as, it's sort of like a semester-long orientation to the clinical uh, responsibilities. Um, so you you get the workflow 
of documentation and patient intakes and uh, getting your appointments more efficient and uh, you know doing examinations and whatnot. And then when you go, and that's all in the stu student clinic on campus. And then when you go on to eighth trimester, um, you switch to uh, 22 hours in clinic each week um, with the only classes left being online. Um, so they're a lot less demanding than uh, in, you know, on the ground courses. Um, and uh, we really get to focus on uh, patient care uh, aspect of chiropractic instead. That's cool. So it's not very different. Right now I'm in my first quarter of being in the clinic and it's six hours a week. Um, but it's very, it's very slow for me right now because the campus clinic has some restrictions on who can come to the campus because we're in a residential neighborhood. So it's a little oh. challenging to get patients to come in. Uh, but that's, we also have about four, maybe five clinics, including the campus one, but they're all right here in Portland. So they're all within half hour's drive. So that's cool. That Seneca Falls is a bit of a different setting than Portland, Oregon. <laughs> but you get it's a, it's, a very, it's a very small town. Actually, so in our seventh trimester, we exclusively treat students. Um, but all, each year, uh, students you know, during their first and fourth trimester um, are required to come in and um, go through a physical. And then most of them will follow up with um, additional care uh, throughout the rest of the semester after that. And so there's a good patient uh, patient base for uh, seventh trimester students to work with built into the program there. That's pretty nice. Whereas in eighth tri, we see more um, of the outpatient type of patients. Right. Yeah. There's a transition that has to be made there. So Seth, you you're new, and you've probably been into the campus clinic. Yes. What's your experience been in there? Really good. Um, I am all about playing guinea pig for people that are trying to learn. It's absolutely fine by me. Uh, we've exactly all been there. So. <laughs> you want a new problem, I've got it. I've got so many things I can come in. Absolutely. I'll do, do whatever I can to help out because, I mean, really that's what it comes down to is we're going to be there someday and we want the same from the students coming in. Good clinic karma. Absolutely. But it allows them to really take what they've learned and put it to use in a real life setting where hopefully as students being younger, we don't have the really serious issues. You know, I, I don't say that nobody does, but uh, comparatively to what they're going to see outside in an actual setting might be a little bit easier and it really breaks you into the ebb and flow of a day, how to deal with people, how to deal with different issues. So I've been really happy with all my interns and I've had to go in, I went in for one acute issue, got somebody else, also fantastic. And I've continued on with my appointments. I know a lot of people come second, third, try kind of drop off when we're going through a lot of uh, technique classes and we're adjusting all the time, open adjusting. You might not feel like you need it as much, but it's still important to go back and see somebody that is well beyond where we are in school and have that doctor oversight. The other thing that I've taken advantage of of here that's been really good is that with the full um, acupuncture and oriental medicine program, I go, I go for acupuncture once a week as well. And my experience there with those interns has been really, really good. What other programs are there? So you've got the chiropractic, acupuncture. Uh, Brennan, I know mm -hmm. I saw a post about a sports event. Um, yeah, so that's not actually part of one of the programs here, but that was one of the opportunities that we got through the Rochester Clinic. Um, the clinic director um, built a connection with um, an, uh, a local MMA or mixed martial arts group um, around here. And so we were actually out at a, an external event um, and we brought, you brought five interns and, uh, our, and the clinic director um, and we set up our tables with the athletic trainers and the MD who was doing medical clearances um, and we got to work with all of the athletes um, and then later on, as the evening wore on, we invited um, anybody else who was in, the, in there to come. And we actually did, um, you know, full on-the-spot intakes. Um, we, it was nice. We didn't have to do as much work since the MD was doing medical clearances as well. Um, but, you know, we did, uh, uh, we ruled out um, any, any more uh, suspicious uh, issues that the patients could have. 
um, and then went through and did soft tissue uh, work and uh, adjusting right there at the event. So it was a really cool experience. That's cool. I'm doing a sports masters, uh, which is a second program nice. that's offered concurrently. And yeah. NYCC does have a couple of masters programs. Um, they do the the two that I was most interested in are their nutrition and uh, their master's science in human anatomy and physiology instruction, um, which, which essentially sets you up to uh, be an instructor at the uh, collegiate level or or otherwise. Um, and so those are both really, really good sounding programs. Um, I remember looking other into programs the master's and anatomy one. That one looks really interesting because I love anatomy yeah. and I've the, one of the reasons I'm doing a master's program is to possibly be able to teach, whether it's at a, right, at a exactly. city college or at a high school. Uh, yeah, and so that anatomy one was really appealing. Yeah, you learn to build a curriculum and um, you know how to how to uh, instruct on one on one or uh, or massive lecture basis. So it's a neat, very neat program. Seth, are you interested in doing a program other than chiropractic? Yes. Which one I have not figured out yet. I've been kind of, um, some of my friends in Upper Tries have been trying to recruit me into the acupuncture and oriental medicine program, which I'm absolutely interested in, but talk about uh, a heavy extra course load. It's like an extra five classes per semester on top. And with that program, it does take you a semester or two beyond just your regular DC. So once you finish it, you'd still be here for another couple semesters finishing out because it's a three-year master's program. Um, clinical nutrition looks fantastic and I, I love teaching uh, as I stated before and, and doing the EMT teaching so going back to do that on some level I'll absolutely stay in the teaching realm as well. I just That'd don't know awesome. if I'll do the masters. <laughs> oh man I would love to teach. It's so much work. It is so much work to, cheat, to teach. It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to I share with the people that are watching the video what what New York um, Chiropractic College looks like because I remember seeing some images and it's just gorgeous and the website is cool I've only seen one other school do this you have a virtual tour mm -hmm. you guys, oh we're gonna turn off this little clip what's his name Clippy from the Microsoft <laughs> oh jeez <laughs> so I mean what do you guys think of the campus um. I think it's gorgeous. I grew up in a small town in Central Mass, and Seneca Falls is actually a little bit bigger, so I'm fairly adept at finding my own fun, per se, off campus. Um, being that it's heavily wooded, and we have the lake that you can see from campus is 40 miles long, and so there's infinite amounts of fishing and, you know, I wakeboard, so for me, I found a buddy who has a boat already in town, so come summertime, as soon as the, the ice is out, I'm on the water. Uh, there's road biking, mountain biking, running, you name it, it's here. Now, these images make it look absolutely gorgeous in summertime. What's it like right now? I know that the East Coast has been hit by some heavy, storms. <laughs> Here on campus, I know Brendan's in Rochester, but um, we've got oh probably just over a foot of snow on the ground, and it's been in the single digits, and we're supposed to get snow all weekend, maybe accumulating to another six inches to a foot by Monday, and I saw snow in the forecast for the next week or so. Again, okay. I love the, I love the snow. It doesn't bother me, so whatever. <laughs> for those watching online, we're looking inside some of the classrooms right now. What's your favorite building on campus? Brendan, and all the time you were here. What's, My favorite, favorite building, building on campus. Um, I mean, probably the best place to hang out is the library. Um, since I've been here, they did a nice renovation there, um, and they they created a group, like a big group study area that's walled off with um, with uh, sound resistant glass and that kind of thing. And so it's a it's a great place to study. There's actually there's a one right there. lone standing desk in the back of the library. And that was um, that was sort of my kingdom there, um, and uh, so so I really like that. Um, Is there only uh, one? But they've got some nice upgrades in the past year. Yeah, there's a, there's a picture of it. Um, yeah, that's that's the soundproof study area Brendan was just talking about in the middle of the library. 
Okay. So you can talk and hang out. And... They've been slowly but surely making some nice upgrades. We just got um, new computer labs uh, with, with, uh, in the academic building and a really nice um, rehab room um, for sort of the, the uh, active care and uh, rehab side of, 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 you know, conservative medicine. So that's a, that was a really cool uh, addition, too. So here's the, the cafeteria. And Brendan, I wanted to ask you something, because in a blog post a while back, you mentioned meal plans. And that's not <laughs> something I've heard of in graduate school. That, that was definitely for freshmen only at my undergraduate. Do you, is that something <laughs> that you guys still do? <laughs> I guess Seth would better answer. Still subject to this living on campus. Yeah, uh, there there are meal plans mandatory for everyone who's living uh, or who's still attending uh, school at the uh, Seneca Falls campus. Um, If not for meal plans at such a small school, the cafeteria wouldn't be able to continue existing. Um, So, so actually, right inside the building you're showing now is our cafeteria and. they they provide relatively good food. Uh huh. Yeah, that I guess that makes sense because I'm hearing I'm hearing rumors, and of course, nothing I say on this podcast is anything uh, that represents University of Western States. But it, it's I guess it's difficult for a cafeteria to run. They're they're having trouble with funding. So yeah. I guess meal plans is one way to get over that. Yeah. Right. And Seth, you live on campus. There's also on-campus dorms, is that right? Uh, yes, there are on-campus dorms. Um, honestly, they're really not that bad to live in. Um, I probably will. I will probably live out this semester here and move off campus. But I, the convenience factor is so nice when you do want to study, when you want to go to the gym. I can walk everywhere. I move my car maybe once or twice a week if I want to go into town. So. It's really nice in that respect. However, being off campus and having my own kitchen and all would be good. But going back to the meal plans real quick, having it is, it sounds like a pain. You know, it adds into your budget. It adds into your loans. However, come finals, midterms, finals and all, when you don't either have time to go drive 10 minutes into town to get something to eat or you didn't pack anything, thank God I have a, a meal plan card. I can go get food real quick and I've got money there to utilize. <laughs> That would come in handy. That said, it is exciting. Um, I lived both on and off campus myself. It was still exciting to move off campus and have a kitchen of my own. Um, If you're living off campus and attending school uh, still in Seneca Falls, then you still end up with a meal plan. Um, But having the ability to cook for myself in addition to that was definitely nice. Well, in, in the dorms, do you have a fridge or even a minimal kitchen? Do you have anything? Oh, yeah. I have a mini fridge in my room. We have one communally. We live in suites. And so I have just two other roommates right now. We all have our own room. We have a little community area. And then there is a pretty good-sized community kitchen downstairs. So you do have to travel downstairs to go and cook. But there's two stoves, two ovens, and plenty of stuff to work with. I enjoy cooking, so it's nice to be able to go down there. Yeah, that is good. Uh, the other nice thing about moving off campus is that the actual housing opportunities in Seneca Falls are uh, a relatively cheap, at least compared to where I went to undergrad. Um, and also, you get the option of either living in downtown Seneca Falls, which isn't like a bustling downtown. It's a it's a small town still. But um, I lived right um, by a park by the uh, Seneca the Cayuga Seneca Canal, which is a branch of the old Erie Canal. Oh, cool. um, so it was a really beautiful place to live. Uh, let, there, I eventually found my way around and learned the trails for running. And um, we actually got a big trail project started um, along the old railroad bed that parallels the canal. Um, so that's a there's 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 some cool things uh, available there. And the other big place that people live is right down on Cayuga Lake, um, which is a gorgeous place. Everybody's um, apartments face east, so they post pictures of gorgeous sunrises, at least those of them who are motivated enough to be up at sunrise. <laughs> um, so there's there's some cool places to live. Well, you're about as far north as I am, I think, so the mornings <laughs> you can't help being up during the sunrise, right? Right. During the winter. Oh, man. 
Well, you're in clinic now and you're putting your skills to use. What techniques do you learn at New York College of Chiropractic? Um, so instead of learning um, at NYCC, instead of learning by technique system, we sort of learn things more regionally. Um, so we'll, you know, we'll have a class that's primarily dedicated to uh, thoracic adjusting. And so you'll get um, components from all of the different technique systems. Um, and then the next semester is lumbar, the next semester is cervical, and then um, there are uh, extremities adjusting classes, um, and then you get sort of into more um, like integrating them clinically in the later trimesters. Um, so we use, so we identify by diversified. Um, okay. It's pretty quintessentially the uh, technique well, it's, it's not really a system. It's, you know, a combination of all of the different technique systems out there. Um, but we uh, learn components from SOT, from upper cervical, from um, their electives in activator. Um, so there's, there's a good variety. Um, and sort of by the time that you get to, to the, now that I'm in clinic, um, I find that regardless of whether a person prefers being uh, you know, adjusted laying down on the table, seated in a chair, standing, if it's uh, one of the non, you know, if it's out at one of the outreach events that we do. Um, regardless of the situation, I've got some uh, adjustment that's that's going to fit that situation that I'm going to be able to do there. So that's a pretty cool advantage. Yeah, it looks like you have learned flexion distraction as well. Yep, correct. <laughs> So on the webpage, on the virtual tour, here's one of the adjusting rooms, and look who it is. Oh, I didn't even know I was on there. <laughs> oh, you're on here, yeah. Yeah, very cool. Uh, <laughs> very cool. Seth, what so far, I know you're still early in, but what has been the best experience that you've had so far? Um... <laughs> I think I, I, I met Brendan pretty early on because I, I got trounced on by the SACA leadership from, from day one. Well, our whole class did in coming in and uh, got recruited to go down to Virginia to foot levelers with school to go to the uh, leadership conference back in the fall. And I thought that was really, really fantastic. And just for the fact that it kind of, if you're uncomfortable coming in, you kind of don't know. You get to meet a lot of people. You get to meet upper tri students, and it puts you in a group of uh, really, really good people that become your friends. And as they move along, like Brendan has become a friend of mine, and he's in his last year, which means now I'm going to have a really good connection going out. I got to meet some fantastic doctors. Just all these phenomenal people come together, as well as you get to obviously listen to some really good speakers. They give ideas about what life is on the other side of school. And it gives you perspective not to lose sight of that because when you get bogged down in the trenches of you know, class after class and test after test, you sometimes lose sight of where you're supposed to be at the end of this and that, you know, can't lose sight of that. How close is foot levelers to you guys? Oh, it was a nine-hour nine drive. <laughs> oh, okay. It's not close then. Yeah, no. But NYCC seems to have a pretty good relationship with some of these companies, foot levelers, standard process. I saw the fitness center is is branded standard process. Um, yeah. Brendan, I know you've you've been connecting with a lot of those companies as well, with SACA, with NS, NCLC. Mm -hmm. How does that relationship help you guys? Um, let's see. So both of both of those um, Companies obviously are really well integrated into the whole environment of chiropractic um, in America. Um, so they are constantly emphasizing that they want to give back to students. And I was actually just about to write a, uh, a, card, a column about this earlier, how um, everybody always asks, how can I help students? Um, and so those, those companies, um, you know, they, they do it through education, which has the added benefit for them of self-promotion. Um, and uh, through donating to the schools, I know a few of the different schools have, um, have buildings that are named after one of those two companies or, and others. Um, we don't see them uh, 
so much um, like like in the classroom setting it's not like it's not like they come up an awful lot there's um, there are a couple of classes that uh, you like we have a whole foods nutrition class and so since uh, standard process is uh, a whole foods supplement company um, they sort of fit into that conversation um, and then we also have a class that's oriented towards um, fitting fitting foot orthotics. And so, I mean, um, they work in that elective uh, closely with uh, foot levelers um, and, and learning learning the sort of the systems there. Um, but there's other, other than that, they're not they're not particularly uh, obtrusive, I guess. That's cool. Yeah, it's we've been chatting back and forth about being able to go to all these events and you you said that what makes it easy for you is you're so much closer and it's true you guys have yeah. a lot going on on the east coast that you can go to the olympic game or the cairo games that you were at a few months back yeah cairo games is a really fun event um so uh the, that is essentially uh the the sole source of uh chiropractic intercollegiate competition um and it's uh so we all we all travel down to Cocoa Beach, Florida. Um, representatives of different sports from all of the different uh, chiropractic colleges, um, and I actually competed this year in running. Um, we also had a pretty solid showing, you know, in basketball, in uh, soccer. There uh, is flag football, golf, swimming. There's a really uh, table tennis. There's a really wide variety, essentially. Um, and so uh, NYCC brought about uh, 70 students down this year, um, which isn't even the largest delegation. There's pretty good uh, representation from some of the other schools. Um, and uh, it's, it, was, oh, it was just so much fun to be able to be with other chiropractic students um, and is always great. Um, and like, like you said, I've participated in uh, the leadership, the student leadership conference um, the National Chiropractic Legislative Conference, um, but to be in a sort of a non-chiropractic setting where all of us are competing and interacting um, in just, you know, the other things that we're interested in, it sort of mm -hmm. brings out the, the humanity, the collegiality of, uh, of our fellow chiropractic students. It was, it was a lot of fun, essentially, um, I had and a really, really learning experience to see how well uh, all of the different schools were able to just hang out together. Yeah, I had an experience like that going down to the Dominican Republic in Haiti on a chiropractic humanitarian mission trip. And it, it was great to hang out with people from Palmer, from Life University, from Life West, uh, Palmer West. There were people even from uh, one of the European schools, I think. Yeah, it's, it's great to get together with other students and find out what's going on kind of outside of that that small school that little bubble that we live in every day of our lives yeah definitely um, <clears throat> by the way great article in the ACA magazine thanks about the Cairo people should check that out I think any any SACA members should be getting that magazine and it's a little towards the back I think it should be pushed up front but yeah great, great write up on Cairo games Thanks, Nathan. Um, well, let's let's start wrapping it up here. But um, NYCC has always been one of those schools that I I only heard about a bit. In the stuff I heard was just so impressive, and the landscaping there, the the campus was beautiful. Um, it's also, you know, touts its uh, evidence-based curriculum. But I want to know what, if anything. What is one thing that you would change? Let's start with Brendan, since you've been there a bit longer. Ooh, one thing that I would change. Um, all right, so New York is really entrenched in legalities and how it's always been done. Um, being being from New Hampshire, um, I moved here, and I, I always say I've never heard the word um, liability spoken in so many different contexts as since I've been in New York. So... Is Everything here is run in a super, super um, conservative manner, and so I don't see very many risks being taken. Um, whether that's you know outreach into the community, whether that's hosting um, external events on campus, 
Um, I would love to see more of that sort of community integration um, and hear less of the word liability. Seth, what's one thing that you would like to see changed? Wow, I don't even know if I'm, uh, I'm able to speak on that front yet, <laughs> having not seen everything. Um, one thing I would change. Has your experience uh, been 100% perfect so far? Oh, absolutely not. But I mean, whether those things go so far as I would have to have to change them immediately, eh? You know, there are certain things you kind of get read, you just deal with it, and you go along with it. Um, things that I can change. Basically, where Brendan's coming from, I think, is that yeah, we are in some respects, especially living on campus or being on campus, some of student life can be a little overbearing. I think, and they are very, very worried about maintaining that that sense of safety and liability, which is which is valid in some case, but as adults and people in doctoral programs, again, we're adults, you know, there should be, we, we should either, we should be able to speak our minds back and try and come up to a collective uh, reasonable measure as opposed to being dictated down to. It's definitely a theme that comes up um, throughout the other schools. Um, in in my work uh, in SACA, I've obviously networked with a lot of the uh, more involved students on all the different campuses, and every, we we're constantly brainstorming together on. So what sort what sort of things have you guys done on your campus that that worked that got people's attention that um, you know that went smoothly with the administration? Like how can we how can we communicate this better and make this easier? Um, to digest for those who've been doing this for a long time, and so it's a, it's sort of a, by the time you have it, by the time you feel it all out, you're graduating. So that's sort of the nature of of uh, college in general. I hear what you guys are saying because I look at the other schools, especially like Life West, and they've got the Wave Conference, which is this huge conference they put on, talent shows and bands, and maybe it's not officially sponsored by the school, but that type of thing is happening at other schools, and and you just don't see that that type of outreach. And we have a, we have a kind of a coalition and alliance, Student Alliance for Integrative Medicine in Portland, because there's uh, a school for medicine, chiropractic, naturopathy, uh, oriental medicine, acupuncture, there's all of these healthcare professional schools and we come together and speaking with them they do you know they go out to elementary schools and they teach kids about nutrition they bring families onto campus to teach them how to cook healthy meals and I don't see that type of outreach. Yes, that's gorgeous. We get to do a little bit of that now that we're in clinic but I, I love I love hearing that kind of thing. It's got that it's got that public health impact. It's got that community building aspect, of it. and that's that's totally what I see, envision myself uh, centering my practice around. Because we hear a lot about chiropractors doing lay lectures, and yeah, great yeah. to practice that now and get out there, and whether it's at a school or even at um, neighborhood meetings, you know, just talk about what is chiropractic, how can it benefit you? That'd be great. So I love what. Um, what you guys are talking about and how you're trying to make that work with the other schools in SACA. Definitely. I think real quick in just the short time I've been here, um, again, I've been, I've traveled around a lot, met a lot of people, so immediately upon getting on campus, I tried to, you know, get, get within the local community as well and meet people. And I think that there is kind of a stigma here in Seneca Falls just because it's such a small area, like, oh, that's the chiropractic school. And we've been told from this perspective, like, that's town, be careful, stay away from the locals. It's like, no, there, if you want to stop this um, quiet little wall being built, you really need to get out there and utilize the people who are in clinic, like at Brendan's stage, to get out into the community and not necessarily recruit patients, but educate the townsfolk and get them to come this way, venture in to see what it's like. Being at the gym... There are some community members that do come to the gym, but I think that could be taken to a whole new level in allowing the students to really access the community. That's cool. So your gym is open to the community? Yes. Oh, that's so cool. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, I know. And it definitely has to be, I think as Brendan kind of mentioned, it's got to go smoothly with administration. And they yeah. need to be involved at least a bit. Because I've heard uh, these apocryphal stories about 
student clinicians or student interns that literally went door to door in our neighborhood, knocking on doors trying to get patients to come <laughs> in, and they got a complaint, and that's kind of when the whole uh, restriction on the campus health center set in. So you definitely you don't want to yeah. go out and do it on your own, um, but it, it's something we need to do more outreach, and I'm uh, I'm hopeful that that's going to be put into place a little more often. Well, let's talk about our tick picks of this episode. Um, we like to share something that we've come across in our internet browsing or conferences we've been to that other students can take a look at. Brendan, can you start us off with a... So, so I'm, I'm going to go uh, pretty, pretty uh, light material here. Um, but I'm just going to introduce you to the band that I have been listening to on loop lately. It's uh, Jungle. And this is their, their debut album. Uh, they're an English band. And uh, I caught them at a big concert in Buffalo, New York in December. And first of all, their live show was fantastic. Um, but second of all, their, their album makes really good study music. It's, um, it's, it's just got sort of this laid back vibe to it that um, fits well in the background of like some some intense uh, studying or work time. I, so that's that's good recommendation right there. Go look them up. So what kind of music do you like for studying? Because I've done research and everything on this, and I, is it are there lyrics? Is it classical? Is it? Um, I I'm not picky. I'm a music person. I just I there's not much that I I did um, undergraduate. Uh, in undergrad, I was I was a uh, college radio host, um, and so I just like good music. Um, definitely for studying, I try to avoid the the louder, super energetic stuff that's going to be more distracting. Um, but I don't I don't um, you know try to limit myself to particular uh, any any particular genre or feel. All right, it's available on iTunes and on Amazon. Uh, you can buy the old school CD if you like to do that kind of thing still, or you can download the digital. And actually, talk about old school. They've got a vinyl version that you can buy. Oh my gosh! Nice. Hey, it's coming back. This has got to be some kind of indie band. That is so cool. All right. Well, my pick of this episode is a book called The Reality Check. And this is by Heidi Havik, who is, um, I believe she's Norwegian, or maybe, yeah, I think she's Norwegian or from Denmark, I can't remember, but she... Some variety of Scandinavian. Yeah, exactly. some, some Scandinavian. And she's in New Zealand, though. She's at the New, New Zealand College of Chiropractic, which I've interviewed uh, in previous episodes. And this is a, a really good summary of the research on on chiropractic specifically on vertebral subluxation although she she is open to not using that term so this book can be read by any chiropractor whether, whether they're you know subluxation focused or not and i've been interested in functional neurology which is kind of an up and coming uh, diplomat or certification that you can get in chiropractic as well as other professions and it's all very similar, and I'm trying to piece together how much, or I guess how identical her research is to functional neurology. But basically it's the idea that when we adjust, it changes input to the central nervous system, which can therefore affect pain as well as possibly uh, visceral function. It's, it's only available in, uh, in New Zealand, I think, and it's $35, which is a little bit pricey for a student. I'm trying to, I need to get in touch with her and, and see if she can do an ebook, and I will make it for her. So, Heidi, if you happen to hear this. Uh, but <laughs> I, I kind of came up with a little trick that I think will work for other students as well, and that is this. Go to your library and say, here's an interesting book. Maybe we should have it. And I got within an hour, I got an email back from our head li librarian said, that's an excellent uh, suggestion. I just ordered it. I'll let you know when it comes in. So I've got the book. I'm reading the book. I'm almost done with it. It's easy to read at least one, maybe two chapters a day within 20 minutes. And so it's a really easy read. 
Uh, again, it's in lay terms. She uses some uh, scientific lingo as well, but I haven't gotten to the end of it, so you know I'm still a bit skeptical as I tend to be. But it's been a really good read, and I, I recommend people to read it, even if you're, you know, not on the bandwagon. Um, her research has been uh, kind of highlighted by subluxation-focused chiropractors, I guess you could say, as you know, as this cutting-edge stuff, and it may be, it may not be, but it, it's worth the read for anyone. So check that out. We'll have a link in the show notes. Seth, you've got a book to share as well. Um, yeah, the book that actually, again, just going back to one of the, the, the conference that I went to as far as the SACA Leadership Conference goes is uh, the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. There it is, Nathan got it up on the screen. And for me, it's not that it's always about leadership, leadership, leadership. I need to be in charge of something. But again, being the practitioners that we're going to be in the real world really gives you some insight in how to deal with people and you know work with people. If we, if we really want to be wellness-minded and we're going to see such a variety of people, we can't close down the ideas of how to deal with multiple groups or multiple mindsets. So it really just kind of gives you uh, a play with how to set yourself up to succeed, really, as far as I'm concerned. Very Ideas cool. a way to conduct yourselves in business and life in general. For me, that's the scariest thing is the idea of I have to be a businessman as well. So yeah. this type of stuff is always helpful. And it's available on Amazon under Kindle, hardcover, paperback, MP3. I wonder if it's available on my favorite, Audible, which is uh, the audio <laughs> download. That's that's what I like to look at. Well, cool. And that was a gift from SACA, from the SACA meeting? It was. The um, the people who came and were the keynote speakers at the Foot Levelers Conference actually brought signed copies by the author for everybody that was in attendance. So it was a free book, and uh, I've taken advantage of it. Wow. That is pretty awesome. Guys, thank you so much for joining me on Exploring Chiropractic and talking about New York Chiropractic College. Thank uh, you. Again, it's a school that I'm, I don't hear much about, but I'm kind of intrigued with. And, and I think now I would put it up on my maybe top three list of schools to attend. <laughs> now that I'm well, thank you. Yeah, so, and I know it's number one for you guys, which is great. <laughs> well, where can guys find you? Um, Seth, are you big on social media? Do you... Um, I have my Facebook page, just Seth Wittrell. Okay. Uh, yeah. And oh, I'm on Instagram too. Do you Instagram your adjusting classes? Uh, maybe you're not in adjusting yet, are you? No, we are actually. We've been we've been hands on since try one with palpation, and we've actually just started adjusting now and try two. Oh, that's excellent. We mm -hmm. do palpation for quarters one and two, so that's good. That in second term, you guys already start. Yep. Start adjusting. What region do you start with? Uh, we start. We've start, just started in thoracics. We will move to. I forget whether it's lumbar first, then cervicals, or cervical lumbar. But that'll be the progression through the rest of the trimester. Okay, Brendan, you're big on social media, both uh, personally with your hands and training blog, as well as uh, running the social media for SACA. Is that what you're still involved with? Um. Yeah. I, I actually passed over the social media on SACA. Um. I. It's been moving up the moving up the ladder there, and um, but yeah, that's still good to follow. Um, Student ACA is the Twitter handle, or you can find um, find it on Facebook. Um, Student American Chiropractic Association, uh, and then my blog. I just write about the student experience of uh, being a, being in chiropractic college, um, and the blog is handsintraining.wordpress.com. Um, and I'm also on Twitter uh, and Facebook with that. So you can find and me pretty much anywhere you look. And you do an excellent job. I, that was Thanks. kind of my goal when I started was to write a weekly, no, no, not going to happen, a monthly, wait, okay, maybe a quarterly, no, but even that doesn't happen. Uh, you know, a blog goes... Sort of, as a student, it sort of happens when you can make it happen. Yeah. Right. And you're doing such a good job. And now... It's way too late for me, but with podcasting becoming so big now, I don't know if you guys listen to many podcasts. Have you heard of Serial? Oh, I did. I listened to the whole. I I live 
out here. I'm nine hours from my home in New Hampshire, um, and so on my on my drive home, my sister, um, after we went to that concert, um, got me listening to Serial. Very cool. Serial and now Invisibilia from NPR is the most downloaded podcast ever, and it's a new type because most podcasts are interviews like this, uh, mm-hmm. but they're actually producing it, and it started me thinking, oh my gosh, how cool would it be to chronicle the life of a chiropractic student from day one? That'd be very cool. Clinic. Wouldn't that be crazy awesome? So we need that would to find be a some. lot of fun. They'll just have to go into practice somewhere near a school. Yeah. It might happen. It might happen. I might get stuck <laughs> in Portland. <laughs> So, not a bad place to get stuck. No. <laughs> it's not. I've got some good friends out there. I might come out and visit you. <laughs> yeah, definitely do it. Let me know if you're coming out. We can. Uh, I can set up a little tour, take you to Voodoo Donuts. Perfect. I just made a new friend in another part of the country. <laughs> there we go. And uh, I was going to mention, uh, Brennan, I think our trails might be a little bit better than the ones you built in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do let's do some Instagram comparison. Yeah. You take some images right, of the trails right. that you run. All right. I'm just gonna have to I'm just gonna have to get a uh, sunrise picture on Lake Ontario now that I'm living up here in Rochester. We don't. Yeah. You're right. We don't have lakes, but I do have the gorge, and I've got Mount St. Helens and Mount Hood from campus. All right. I can't, oh. I can't match your volcanoes, but you can't beat <laughs> Ithaca, New York, for gorges. That is okay. <laughs> I want to see them. I want to see your Instagrams of the Gorge. All right. It'll be great. Battle of the Instagrams. Bring it on. (laughs) Awesome. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Uh, Everybody, you can listen to Exploring Chiropractic on the YouTube channel or on iTunes or anywhere else uh, that podcasts can be found, including Stitcher. You can follow on Twitter at Exploring Chiropractic and look for the Exploring Chiropractic Facebook page. And I'm Nathan Cashin. You can follow me on Twitter at Nathan Cashin. That is C-A-S-H-I-O-N, just like fashion, but with a C. Thanks again for, uh, for tuning in and learning a little bit about New York Chiropractic College. See you guys later. Thanks, Nathan. Nice to talk to you. Thank you. Thanks, Nathan.